The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. I don't know. It's probably, it's probably the shittiest day this year to be a Yankee fan. First series loss, and man, was it coming. We kept, Didn't we say last week, like, the Bills going to come due? At some point, the magic is going to wear off. At some point, you're going to play a good baseball team. <laughs> yeah, a team that really punked us. Uh, Vlad Jr., Manoa, they talked a lot of shit leading up to this. Vlad, you know, talking about, I hate the Yankees. I love hitting at Yankee Stadium. He comes in, I mean... The game started Friday night at 7.05. I think by 7.07, he had hit a two-run Yeah, I had, like, those are the worst because I'm admittedly, like, I'm not normally in front of my TV for the first pitch. I'm not in the stadium for the first pitch. I'm not a first pitch guy. You know, I'm putting my kids to bed. You know, I'm doing something. And that is so rough when you get the notification before you've turned the game on. It'll, it'll suck the wind out of a weekend. Oh, I, I was going to say, especially on a Friday night, you're like, I got through the week. It's it's 7.05. Like, let's do it. And then Vlad Parks won immediately. It reminds me because uh, what's his name? Jose Batista and Josh Donaldson before we acquired his corpse. You know, they used to do that to us as Blue Jays like 2015, 2016. And now Vlad's just doing the same thing. Yeah, I mean, and uh, what's I'm blanking on right now, the third baseman for the Red Sox. Devers oh, all the time. Yeah, Devers. Devers is a, another. Yeah. He's another 707 home run guy. <laughs> 707 guy. We should yeah, start the, the 707 boys. Just Vlad, <laughs> him, Donaldson, Batista. Yeah. Well, I picked the right game. Oh, Tony was the other uh, last like earlier in the week. Oh, he yeah. hit one right away. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did off a of, off a of Clark, and then he almost hit another one. Uh, the judge robbed. The next night, I mean, that could have been ugly. They really squeaked across. This was, you know, a homestand where they played 10 games. They scored three runs or less in eight of those 10 games. Some, quite frankly, some ugly walk-off wins against the Angels, against the Blue Jays on Saturday. I mean, this easily could have been, I think it was a five and five homestand. Easily could have been three and seven. I felt, I tweeted that, like, I never felt more confident in a Yankee game during the season than Sunday's game because I was just like, these jerk offs are just going to find a way. Like I know Clark Schmidt's on the mound, but these guys are going to find a way because they have. And, you know, that I think one of the main things that fans like us want is accountability. Uh, and not just like from the players, but from management leadership and, you know, Hey, maybe only getting rid of Benintendi does not, make the lineup better you know some kind of like maybe we there are some things we should do during the season and so you do kind of need you need losses to to get that point across because like we said like you know the bill is always coming due i'm glad you mentioned that it's very funny if you and again we'll go back to the alcs cashman and how use the excuse of oh we lost because benintendi and dj were injured okay 
They responded to that by letting Benintendi walk, not replacing him with anybody, letting Carpenter walk, which everybody kind of glossed over, but he was a big bat for us. They needed a bat, and instead of adding a bat, they subtracted two bats, and now we're wondering why the offense sucks. Like, it's pretty it's pretty basic here. Yeah, and now, you know, and, and coming out of that, like, the Blue Jays are... I mean, technically, they've got the same record of us, but like we're in a very tough division. We're sitting in third. Every team is above 500. You know, it's going to be tough. I mean, in 2021, we were the first division ever to have four 90 win teams. Yeah. Wouldn't so surprise like, me if that happened. You know, again. it's a tough division. Yes, we're playing, you know, Toronto's tough team. But then we just keep going. We're playing Minnesota and Texas, who are first place teams. It's not going to get any easier. And what's almost more infuriating than them not adding a bat is Boone saying uh, he had a comment. Oh, when when Bader and get Don when Bader and Donaldson get back, like that's when we're going to take off. Those are two below average hitters at this point. Like everybody, Harrison Bader, like great guy and stuff. And we all had fun watching him last year. The guy's a career is a, is a not a good offensive player. He, we got him for his defense. Yeah, he's not he's not a guy that's going to come back and hit 30 home runs. Josh Donaldson c- can barely put the ball in play in this point. Like they're acting like this big cavalry is coming and it's going to save us. And it's simply not the case. We have we've got to go to Minnesota, go to Texas. Cleveland comes to town. They're only a 500 team, but like they can be better. than. Oh, they that. play us tough as shit every time. Yeah. And then we go to the trop. And we're through, you know, the first weekend of May. Like, it's going to be a tough two weeks coming up here. All with that, Stanton. All with that, Stanton. And then we just have – we have Oakland at home, which is just three games. And then we have the Rays for four. And then we go to Toronto for four. Jesus. It's yeah. Gonna... <laughs> Doesn't look good. Hey, Big G, anytime you want to ice up that hammy and, you know, get back out here, <laughs> we'd be happy to have you, bud. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's a real tough one. Schedule's really tough. And and it's going going to Toronto and going to the trap, the domes that the Yankees always play poorly and that they've been playing poorly in for 30 years, it, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, we said that April could get really ugly before the season started. And, you know, we're going to come out of April, you know, likely an above 500 team, which is what I think – Knowing, like, some of the injuries, especially in the rotation, like, yeah, like, we'd probably take that because we're staying, you know, keeping it close. The Rays aren't – they're not a, They're not going to win at an 85% clip for the whole season. So they'll come back down to earth, but May could be the month that just gets fucking ugly. The, the schedule's hard. They do have some easy games. I think they get – they're in Cincinnati for three games, which should be easy. You mentioned those three Oakland games. There are some cupcakes in there, but again, going to Tampa. I think they play Tampa seven times in May, and they play Toronto four times in May. So that's 11, 11 really challenging games right there. And and we've got three against the Orioles, who are going to play us tough in division, and they're a better team than us right now, like standings-wise. And and again, none, no stand for any of that. It's just, it really bothers me this whole the reinforcements on the way. Like they're they're not. This is this is pretty much it. Stanton is a guy that misses about half the games. It's not like he's going to come back on June first and just be in the lineup every day. And by the time that these three get back, other guys are going to go down before then. Like, and they've been doing this for five years. Wait till we're healthy. Wait till we're healthy. Guess what? You're never fully healthy. Yeah, fully healthy is not going to happen. And for all the teams that win the world series, it doesn't happen for them either. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's, it's extremely irritating. And look, Harrison Bader Boone said he needs two to three weeks in Somerset. I mean, I want to punch my head through a wall. What We are desperate for outfielders and he needs three weeks of minor league games. What the fuck are we doing? Listen, I think he's an exciting player, but Oswaldo Cabrera has a negative war. <laughs> Like, he's a fun guy to have out there, but, like, in that utility role, not every day. It's ugly. It's Franchi ugly. Cordero. We are – I mean, there are times where I don't even know – like, if I'm – if I've left the room, right, or I put on the game late, and you've got Calhoun or Franchi <laughs> Cordero in the batter's box, and it doesn't say – I have no idea who that is. 
Colquhoun batted fifth on Saturday when I went. Yeah. Fifth for the yeah. New York Yankees with a $300 million payroll. IKF plays center field for us. He looks pretty good out there. I mean, he doesn't look as bad at, at, as he does at shortstop. Yeah. He is doing the thing where it's like, oh, it's a routine ball, and he takes the longer route and then dives for it and makes it look cool. But, hey, it's a catch. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was a uh, – he's Clint Frazier. Oh, for sure. I came with some uh, – I got some strikeout numbers today. Uh, strikeout percentages, Judge, 33.7%, Cordero, 28.9%, DJ, who's supposed to be a contact guy, 29.4%, Cabrera, 27.3%, Volpe, 284 The major league average is around 19.5%. So we're Wait. striking out a shit ton. Oh, these are strikeouts, not just Strikeout percentages. Yeah, like Volpe Jesus strikes Christ. out in 28.4% of his at-bats. Judge, 30, almost 34% of his at-bats. But DJ – at 29.4%. Like, that's supposed to be his whole thing. Like, he's not supposed to strike out. I mean, striking out is, like, the only... Striking out is the only guaranteed out in the game. Like, if you put it in play, something can happen. And you sound like my dad when I was 12. <laughs> you're exactly right. That's true. It's just, like, you're not giving yourself a shot. You're striking out at that percentage. You know, not knowing those numbers off the top of my head or not like, you know, not seeing them, not talking about them. It it doesn't feel that bad when you're watching the games, you know, like, hey, we're giving up a lot of opportunities. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, as a whole, we went into this. We went into spring training saying we don't have enough offense, knowing like hey, we just we do not have enough offense. But maybe we could find the offense. You know, maybe maybe we're a bad away. Then the pitchers start going down. And it's like we've got to get lucky 60% of the time from our starting pitcher. And then you need guys to play better than they've ever played in their lives. And you need Aaron Judge to play at least at his best, which is one of the best seasons that anyone's ever had, ever. Well, you're seeing what's happening when he's not Superman. Like he's having a great, he's having a great start to the year. He's got six homers. He's playing great defense, but he's not on that 60 home run pace. And you're seeing what happens to the offense. The other thing they do that bothers me is they're acting surprised that these guys are injured. Harrison Bader walked into Yankee Stadium with a walking boot on. He is a walking IL stint. Giancarlo Stanton injured every year. Josh Donaldson, 37 years old. Who is surprised that these guys are injured? Like injured guys stay injured. Yeah. Injured guys that you trade for while they're injured, stay injured. Uh, Injured guys that you sign with questionable medicals, stay injured. Guys who don't get an MRI machine, stay injured. (laughs) Yes. Should we do? Yeah. Should we run through the pitching? Let's fucking run through the pitching. Yeah. Let's start with Rodon. Um, He had so he had the forearm and they said his back was barking. Had the MRI on his back, which Boone called the test results pretty normal, whatever the fuck that means. And now Randy Miller of NJ.com is saying mid-June, dude, if nothing is structurally wrong, get get on a rehab assignment and let's go. I I, I just – I don't have time for this. I mean something's structurally wrong. It's got to be. There, I mean pretty normal. If everything looks pretty normal, <laughs> that guy's playing fucking baseball for the Yankees. Such a boon quote. That is such a boon. Yeah, pretty like, normal. What What do you mean? Pretty normal. Write his fucking name on the lineup then. That's pretty normal. And I don't want to be too negative, but like you think about all of the – from Frankie Montas all the way back to Carl Pavano, the guys that we acquire and they're just injured forever, these pitchers. And it's it's hard not to go down that path in your brain. Like Carl Pavano – couple other guys who haven't worked out you know kevin brown randy johnson some like they made sense to go out there and get aj burnett but they haven't turned into like even cc like cc was very good at the beginning of his time as yankees and he was a fifth starter yeah you know he struggled a lot with a lot of things Yo, Brian Cashman sucks at fucking finding talent, like really fucking sucks at like picking winners and mainly and especially pitching. It's 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 insane that none of these I mean, Gray, Paxson, me and you could spend hours here. Phil Hughes is the only starter with 100 starts. That's a like a a Yankee farmhand since Andy Pettit. 
and he was so frustrating to win. He wasn't even good. Yeah, and it was like <laughs> he did like 110 starts over like fucking eight years. Probably had. I'm not looking at it. I would guess his ERA as a starter was probably four and a half, close to five. Yeah. I had yeah. to guess. Yeah, not great. No, it's, it's depressing. And again, like it's like it all runs together. And I don't want Rodon to be the next Javier Vazquez. But all I heard about Rodon, and I'm sure you read the articles after they signed him, is he's a bulldog. He takes the ball. He's got what it takes. He's an alpha dog. Where are you at? Everything I read says that if things are pretty normal, he fucking he writes his own name on the lineup card. Right, right. Yeah. He's got a fuck you mentality. Shouts on the mound. I, uh, built for Yankee Stadium. Dude, get out there, man. I'm, start. I, I don't know. Start I'm going to forget he exists. He's yeah. going to be the new Ben Verdalt. Or whatever the fuck. <laughs> ben ben Verdalt. <laughs> whatever the fuck. I don't even know his name. Still Too waiting on him. In it. Still, I think still he's, he's in him. single A now. <laughs> they just sent him to single A. I saw that. What's your uh what's your take on Bader needing two to three weeks of rehab games? Isn't it usually like three or four games down there? Like what is this three week thing? So it's like three or four games if you're a uh, like very good major league baseball player. I think if you are marginal offensively and then really it's about speed for him and like being loose. I don't even know why he's in Somerset. Like send him to Florida and just let him run. You know, in warm temperatures instead of dealing with the like, ah, it was 80 degrees yesterday. It's 55 degrees today. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, right. He's got a better chance of pulling something up here. The other issue with the minor league assignments that I have is like these pitchers are wild in the minors. You remember Stanton was rehabbing in an assignment, got drilled in the leg and missed another three months. Like I, I don't want that to happen to Bader. Yeah. I mean, I the two to three weeks is kind of crazy. I, I assumed that he would be there for a week and play in like four games. Yeah. I thought four or five games and then let's go Yeah, with like an off day, you know, sprinkled in the middle there, especially because we have one competent outfielder that's healthy right now. It's, it's judge. And then it's Cordero Calhoun and Oswaldo and Hicks. The rest of the guys that I don't know. The benches, the benches horrendous like we i I know that bench guys aren't aren't going to be studs naturally but our depth is is awful yeah no we have no depth we have no depth at all our big like every team that's successful is like hey at some point in the season we're going to call up like this big bopper who throws a you know who who mashes the fuck out of the ball or some fat ass who throws 100 miles an hour. Like the, the Tigers always rolled out in the 2000s against us. Like they'd be like, oh, here's a guy we called up on September 15th. He throws 130 miles an hour and he's fat as shit and he looks like a toad. And then, and they would just gas us. And we just, we're like, hey, guess what? If everyone's injured, we have seven middle infielders we could bring up who all can't hit their weight. <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, it's bad. Um, Volpe's. Turning it up a little bit. I will say the home run that he hit, speaking of middle infielders, on Saturday, like that was as loud as I've heard the stadium on a day game, you know, in the regular season, probably ever. Like the place definitely went nuts. He got the curtain call. Yeah. He got too often. It seems like he really is coming into his own, which is exciting, but it just, from everybody else, like we need more. Yeah. I mean, he's coming into what you want out of your leadoff or eight, nine hitter. Who's a rookie defensive shortstop? Like he's not going to hit 35 home runs. He's no. either he's going to steal 40 bases, easy, maybe more. Maybe he'll steal 50 bases. Like he's doing what he and like yeah, he had a slow start the first week and a half, two weeks of the season, but that's expected. He's a rookie. It all you know, it all makes sense. It's everywhere else, and it's not even like I mean like Rizzo's putting together somewhat of a decent season. Uh, Glaber's come down to earth, but DJ's striking out a lot. Like DJ, since he got this extension has not been, it's, it's turning into a bad contract and yeah. we thought we got a steal. Yeah. Me and you are like big DJ guys. I've always kind of defended him, but yeah, it's been, it's been not good enough from him. Very, very little power. I think he's around 260, like a, a 260 singles hitter at 15 million a year who needs load management days. Like it's not going to cut it at this point. And him and Glaber both kind of regressing at the same time and both just being, they're just average guys, both of them. Yeah. And all we're hoping for is a miracle 
out of like that Josh Donaldson's going to come back and hit 40 home runs is literally (laughs) that's literally Aaron Boone's game plan. Him him saying with a straight face like, oh, the offense is going to take off when Donaldson gets back. It's like, how can you say that with a straight face? There is no protection at all for Aaron Judge in that lineup right now. No, no. It's tough. It's tough. And again, I, I judge masked a lot of these problems last year. You know, he's hitting a home run every other game. Basically last year, it's like, oh, you didn't notice. I mean, how many games was it? Zero, zero. He hits a two run homer and they win two nothing. I probably like five times last year that yeah. happened, just off the top of my head. And, and you're not getting that. So it's it's tough. Again, you don't have stand to protect him. Rizzo Rizzo looks great, but I'm sitting there on Saturday in, in section 209 and it's zero, zero. And I'm basically thinking. Judge or Rizzo needs to hit a home run to go ahead or we're going to lose. Now, Volpe yeah. ended up doing it. We won. But like I got to a point in my brain where I was like, there is no way they are. Nobody's getting three or four singles and doubles. Yeah, this lineup run. doesn't have three hits in it. It does <laughs> not have three hits strung together. Not with that amount of strikeouts. Not with the 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 names that are in that lineup. Like it is tough. Brutal, brutal. But Cole, um, saving grace again. I picked the right game to go to this weekend. Thank God. Another. Another start with no runs, 5.2 innings. He didn't have his best stuff. I think he only had four strikeouts. Didn't wasn't whiffing guys a ton, but he made big pitches when he need when he needed to. Pitch clock is really helping him, and that's a really tough tough lineup that he shut down. Yeah, no, I mean Cole, he's gone out there and shoved like he Cole and Judge are just one guy's offense, one guy's pitching, and they're just going out there and saying like I'm going to do everything I can on you know when the ball's in my hand or when you know the ball's thrown while I'm up. And and trying to make the most of it, you did pick like a great game. So I I intended to go to the game Saturday. I was thinking about texting you because the weather ended up being good. We haven't we haven't talked at all about like what happened from when we hung up here. We hung yeah. up here last week mm-hmm. and I said like, oh, my daughter just like threw up. So we got to bring her to the doctor that night. My daughter was admitted to the hospital. Spent night in the hospital all day Tuesday, yeah. came home Tuesday night. She got discharged, IVs and stuff like that for like rotavirus. Midday Wednesday, it came for me. I had been, I was so sick Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Like by Saturday, my wife kept joking with me. Like, so you still going to that game Saturday? Because I was like, oh, I was going to like kind of surprise you that I was. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. Right. I thought you'd love that if I was like, where are you at? You know, I was actually going to say to Jamie, like, hey, where are your seats? I'm just going to show up with my three-year-old. Like, that would have been awesome. That, that would have been cool. I knew yeah. you'd love it. And my wife just kept breaking my chest. Like, so you still going to that game Saturday? Like in between throwing up. Damn. But you. But, so by Sunday, you were fine. Yeah. By Saturday, I I was fine. But like that would have been a big like first thing to do. Yeah, no. It's, like, it's I was still getting food. Like I was still getting solids back into me. But yeah, no, you picked a great game. My wife was like, do you regret not going? And I was like, I, I don't regret not going, but like, I wish I was there. The vibes looked great. You know, great weather. Good day to get up there early. Have a couple cocktails at Billy's. Saw your new profile picture on Twitter. It is atrocious. <laughs> the quality of the picture is so bad. It looks like you took it with a flip phone. And you are, if you go and Kirby NYY on Twitter, go look at his new profile picture. You've got your sunglasses upside down on the bill of your hat, arms crossed in a cutoff sleeve Yankee hoodie. <laughs> you look like a guy who's really pissed that Tucker Carlson got fired. <laughs> really fucking pissed. <laughs> I think the sunglasses are right side up, but everything else. They might be. It's everything. tough to tell because it looks like you took the picture with the potato because they have the neon lights behind you. It's just like it's a tough angle to just take your phone out and take it. You have to like adjust all these like filters that girls spend like half their life figuring out. Yeah, no, it, it was just both of us drunkenly walking out. And Jamie was like, I should take your picture under the Billy sign and me saying, sure. Jamie's no, too good. supportive. <laughs> she is very, <laughs> she's very supportive. We dude, we had a, we had a blast. It was her first time going up since opening day of 21. Got up there early. Billy's was a great time. I did have a little incident in my section. It was a little curb your enthusiasm type thing. So I always get aisle seats. Anytime I go to a game, I'm getting aisle seats. I don't want to step over people when I have to get up. Right. So we have our aisle. And I have to get up. Let's just make this clear. That means if you have to go get a beer, go to the bathroom. But also if there are runners on base, <laughs> you just need to stand like sometimes you need to go out there. You need to bang on the pole. Yes. Yes. And yes. slap you the hand all rail. those things. I yes. just for anyone who hasn't been to a game with you, I want them to understand that we're not just talking about like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I don't want to step near people. You need you need space. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, it's true. Uh, I need to be light on my feet. I can't be locked in. Yeah. And so we're sitting there. We're ready to go. It's probably like, I don't know, 1255. And I see this couple or it's a family. So it's a couple and and they have two toddlers. And it's just this miserable looking, sleep deprived parents with their two kids. They they both look miserable. You know, the dad is like drecking, carrying all the kids. They like, bought bottles. the tickets in advance. This was going to be fun. The kids woke <laughs> up being fucking dickheads. Just like why? And you're just thinking like, why did I even fucking plan this? Exactly. They both looked miserable. And this lady, she tried, the mom tries to pull a fast one on me. She gets in and she's like, Hey, like we have two toddlers. We're going to be getting up a lot. If you don't mind moving in and we'll take your seats. And I said, well, actually I do mind. I, I bought aisle seats cause I want to be on the Fair. aisle. I said, I'll stand up every time you want to, every time you want to get up, I'll stand up and I'll let you out. But I, we're going to sit here. And she was like, almost like really surprised that I wouldn't do it. Like she expected me. This happens on it. planes a lot. With yes. People too. It was a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode and I held firm and they, they got up once. Like it was all bullshit. Yeah. They, 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 like I knew that was going to happen, but I feel like that's just the very Larry David type scenario that we've all been in. I thought you were going to tell me someone got murdered. No, no. Did you see uh, that? Did you see, do you know that Curb Your Enthusiasm story? I mean, I've seen every Curb episode, but which episode? So there's the episode where he, uh, I think he gets like a hooker so he can get in the HOV lane to go oh, to the Dodgers the Dodger games. game. Yeah, yeah. So they filmed that at a Dodger game, right? Yep. The very same night that that was filmed, somewhere in LA, someone got murdered, obviously. But someone got murdered, and then a guy was found, was like, arrested for it like hey you did this and he was like no i was at the dodgers game and they're like we have you have literally zero proof of that couldn't prove it at all this guy is going to be it was like a person he had a dispute with this guy is going to jail for murder the only thing that they have his lawyer he was like they were filming a tv show or something there reached out to like hbo whatever the production company got every tape that they had and on the very last tape that they looked at like his lawyer was like this guy probably did this murder. The very last tape, they see him walking past Larry David, and it saved the guy from going to jail. That's because they were filming Curb Your Enthusiasm. There's a documentary. It's on like Netflix about that, it. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Good yeah, for him. Wild. Just, just wanted to enjoy a ball game. Yeah, like to brought his kid to a game and like almost went to jail for murder. If Larry, I wonder if like his ticket stub could have gotten him out of like if he had a ticket. There's no proof that like, you know, that it it was right. Used and like. Him. This wasn't, I don't know, it was probably like in the like earlier 2000s. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the technology isn't the same. The, um, you know, f- uh, pinging like cell towers. And yeah. Shit like that. Like they didn't have like what they needed to be like, no, he was here. You know, obviously in that case, like, he would have been like, oh, look, I have, I took this picture with my kid now on your iPhone. It's like, I took a picture with my kid at the game. I was there at, you know. Right. I could have been easier now easier yeah. now yeah no yeah. but it was a great great game and it's just also that relieved feeling especially after seeing the weekend unfold because it, it really does and like i was talking to jamie about this on the way home it's it's almost scary how much the result of the game impacts the rest of the day when you go like when you watch it it's it's frustrating but you can kind of get over it but when you're there and then you're trekking out of there and you're whether you're driving or training it's a similar thing like it kind of you don't live in manhattan day. Yeah. If you're not just getting on the subway to go to whatever your normal hangout is, which is still it negatively affects that too, but like it sucks. You're getting on the tr- it, like you get on the subway to go get on a train to go Connecticut, home. Jersey, it's all the yeah. same. Yeah. If you're just going like I lived on the Upper East Side, it's like ah the Yankees lost. I'll just go drink a dozen Bud Lights because I support trans people at East End. You know. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's hard when you're it's hard when you're coming back. Um, but yeah, didn't have to deal with it. Three and oh, happy to be three and oh in person. There you go. Nice, nice break. So you know, that was oh, and it is really eating at me. I was going to say, man, I'd be fiending if I were you. You got to keep in mind, I was going to go last weekend. My daughter started throwing up. Then we were going to go this weekend. And but I was sick or just getting out of being sick. So like I've been dealt like a, a rough hand on it but i will get to a game shortly they're away for a while you're gonna have to uh it's a long i think they're not back until what may 2nd i guess it's only a week but yeah they're on the road for a week um yeah yeah they're they're like the first second third but that's like during the week and so it's like 
I don't know, maybe the 13th. Uh, but that's like that's Mother's Day weekend. So like that's a tough one. Going Friday, Friday the 12th, I think. Star Wars night, Anthony Rizzo, Mandalorian, yeah. bobblehead. I'll give some kid. Uh, uh, if I get in there on time, I'll give it. I'll give it to some kid who who didn't get it. That's nice of you. And then yeah. like, yeah, if I don't make someone just propose something for us on the 13th. Hmm. I forget what it is, but like I may have plans. And then after that, it's Memorial Day weekend and I'm I'm not going to Yankee Stadium Memorial Day weekend. Oh, I have to plug that. Actually, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. May 27th, Yankees versus Padres. There's going to be some sort of Bronx pinstripes event. I talked to Andrew today. Actually, he confirmed it. I said, Andrew, are we doing this? If so, I, I have to talk about it. That's a 105 start. Saturday, Memorial Day weekend, not going to be too hot yet. Maybe a nice 78 degrees. Come see Manny Machado and Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis, who's back from a steroid suspension. It's going to be an electric series. Yankees and Padres, it'll either be Billy's or the dugout before. Um, I'm sure Andrew and Scott will have more information on that. But I am really looking forward to that, and I will be back up for that. So keep an eye on that. Yeah, I can I gotta I'm be in Arizona. I gotta you be in Arizona. You look like you're gonna cry. I gotta be in Arizona all week for work, and it's tough to be like, "Hey, you were alone with these two kids all week." I'm gonna. Are you I'm gonna back go up Thursday and get Thursday night on the. I get back Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's definitely. I'm gone Monday morning, back Thursday night. Yeah, it's a tough and one. Like, hey, I'm home Friday, and we're hosting people on Sunday. Like, her whole family's coming over for like an MDW pool thing. Yeah, like I just like we are nephew, our niece and nephew are Jewish, so they have to go to camp and discover their sexuality, right? Like that's all Jewish. <laughs> right, right, right. Like he's 13, so he's going to become a man. I've got yeah. his bar mitzvah next weekend. It's, that's so true. So you got to get there May 13th, because if not, you're looking at June. Yeah. Yeah, like things, it's getting away from me fast. I'm also going to plug an event. Uh, we have a guy, uh, Taylor, who listens to our show a lot. Um, T Jax on Twitter, he's probably talked to you before. Um, he is a, uh, he's just been a big supporter of the show. He's a testicular cancer survivor. And so uh, join the New York Yankees and the Testicular Cancer Society to celebrate Men's Health Month for select games during June. Go to tsociety.co backslash George's box and use code TCSNYY and a portion of every ticket sold will benefit the testicular cancer society. So I, um, the George's box thing, I don't know why they're doing that because we're, we're not getting anything from it, but you have to go to tcsociety.co backslash George's box code TCSNYY. If you don't put that code in, they don't get the, the money ticket comes with a game ticket a uh, meal deal. You get a hot dog and a drink, a beer for those who are 21 and over. Donation back to the Testicular Cancer Society, a men's health hat, special edition, and limited supplies. I believe that game is June 22nd. So if you're looking to go to a game in June, um, go June 22nd and help beat testicular cancer. It's awesome. Love that. Yeah. I got nothing. No, nah, it's awesome. I got nothing. Can't. Can't follow that up with. Uh, yeah, that started off like they reached out like, hey, can we like plug this and like we'll give you a like cut of the proceeds. I was like, I'm not going to I'm not a Trump. I'm not going to take fucking cancer money. <laughs> Send me a script. That would feel wrong. Yeah, that would. Yeah, that, like, that, would, that would feel really wrong. <laughs> like, really wrong. like I did. um, They did like the ice bucket challenge. There was a guy, Pat, who was in like New York and they like had an event and someone tried to get me to stop by. They're like, yeah, we'll tell you like 500 bucks to stop by. Cause I was the bar stool guy at the time. I was like, no, don't give me any money from like the ALS fundraiser. Right. That money's not for me to show up and drink some Bud Lights. Like I'm good. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You think Sonny Gray shuts us down Monday night? Yeah. It always happens, right? I mean, yes, probably. Yeah, that's probably like, yeah, that's how it always happens. I learned my lesson. I think it was like 2009 and Carl Pavano was on the twins. I was like, this is our revenge game. Like, fuck Carl Pavano. We're going to put up 15 runs. And I think he let up like, I don't know, one run in seven innings. And I feel like ever since then, anytime we face a former Yankee pitcher, whether it's Pineda, whether it's Avaldi in that wild card game, like they always shut us down. And I think that's what Sonny Gray is going to do. I think we used up all our revenge games in the 1900s. Yeah. <laughs> and again with the Jays, man, like it's it's anybody that we have a rivalry with and they talk shit with us, we always come out on the other end. Like, come on, Vlad Jr., he's talking nonstop. He's like openly I, I would even use the word bullying us through the media. I hate the Yankees. I'd never play for the Yankees. I love hitting it in Yankee Stadium and he comes in and dominates. You know, like, guys, step up, man. Like here, the the wild thing is, especially for like, I don't know, it, it just, the teams disliked each other. The players disliked each other. But like, I mean, this guy's just talking that shit, backing it up. And even his dad had said, like, don't do that. You never know who's going to pay you. And he's just like, no, it doesn't matter. I'm never going to play for the Yankees. Doesn't matter how much money they give us. What do you think we did to it? Clearly something happened with Vlad senior and us. Like, what do you think? I, I mean, was, I know we talked to him in free agency. Like, do you think George like there lied to pro- him? There was probably a time where it was like, Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna sign you. Or like maybe we short. It sounds like Vlad senior doesn't have an issue. Like, you know, he said like, you never know who's going to pay you. Like go out there. This is a business. But who knows? Maybe there was a time when Vlad Jr. thought his dad was going to be a Yankee and the Yankees were like, we've got two million for you. And someone said they had six million and they were like, give us six. And the Yankees said, kick rocks. And Vlad Jr., you know, it hurt his feelings. Well, the story going in like the 03, 04 offseason was that Cashman wanted Vlad and George overrode him and sold Sheffield. Sheffield was a Tampa guy. And George like wined and dined Sheffield in Tampa without Cashman. And just kind of signed him, even though Cashman wanted Vlad, which obviously it would have been better to uh, to have Vlad. It's got to be something. It's got to be. Yeah, something it's probably that. something like that, you know, and. Whether they're right or wrong about being offended, like if they're not going to like, I think the Ken, I think the uh, like Ken Griffey Jr. Fucking thing with like because they didn't like kids in the clubhouse. I'll never sign with the Yankees is so, or so fucking stupid. I know, dude. Yeah. And everybody like took his side because he wore his hat backwards and has a cool. Suit. And it's just like, hey, dude, you could have come to the Yankees and been a part of those World Series teams. Like we did fine during your career. Yeah. <laughs> you broke your fucking ankle and never won. Yeah, never won. You got a shitty ankle. It's true, man. It's true. Yeah, no, that those comments, those comments bother me. And it's I think but you look at Manoa, right? Like Alec Manoa having a horrible year. He's out of shape. He looks terrible, comes into Yankee Stadium and dominates. I think like we do have a sick home field advantage most of the time. But I do think like the bright lights in the biggest stage, it can take somebody like opposing players can take their game to another level based on that adrenaline as well. You hear about it at Madison Square Garden, like, oh, Kobe would come in and drop 80 or whatever. Like, I feel like we kind of have that now, too, with Yankee Stadium. I wonder if it's a like, like when you show up to play for the Yankees and you put on the pinstripes, those lights are so fucking bright. When you're in the road grays, you're kind of like you've got nothing to lose unless it's, you know, the ALCS. You got nothing to lose coming in there. Someone's going to talk shit about a game in April. If you suck, who cares? You'll be back in June. 
and it has to be cool. Like, like Vlad was doing the sh- thing, like holding up his, yeah. you know, his finger. Like, I mean, that's gotta, like we have loud fans and it's gotta, I'm sure it feels good for them to kind of shut us up. But it's like, at some point, like, I think we've talked about this. Like we never, we never threw it Ortiz and he got so comfortable and was crowding the plate. Like let's, let's knock Vlad down. I like Vlad's obviously a very good player, but I do think he probably eats himself out of the league. I hope him and Manoa are both huge. Yeah, like all those years on that turf, that body, it's gonna be tough. I hope so, man. I hope so. And of course they have, of course they have Kiermaier now. Like he kills this fucking guy. (laughs) Won't just go away. Just go away, Kevin Kiermaier. Like you couldn't trade him out of the fucking division. He's annoying. And did you notice with Springer when he? Did you notice how? I guess they. I don't know what they did on TV, but Springer stayed on second base longer after he got called out longer than anybody I'd ever seen. Like he was standing there, even though the blue Jays weren't challenging on Saturday, he stayed there until like, it was almost until, you know, the blue Jays pitcher was done warming up. I'd never seen anything like he swore he was safe, even though the blue Jays didn't challenge. That was bizarre. And you see players do that sometimes, uh, because like when you're in the play, it's different than, Obviously, when you're outside the play, you know, it felt safe. I feel like I I got there or like I feel like, you know, I pulled my arm and, you know, whatever the case may be. And they are trying to convince they're trying to convince the fans. They're trying to convince their manager that, like, no, I was safe. You know, it's worth trying this. But there are people watching on monitors who are saying, don't challenge. Don't waste this. They know they know more than you. I wanted to ask you. So Stanton, there was a story uh, where he you know, took big time accountability for his injury. And he said, it's unacceptable. The guys rely on me. I'm not out here. And I really like those comments. But I really wish one of the writers would have filed that up and said, OK, well, then why didn't you just run out of the box? And, you know, this wouldn't have happened like some sort of follow up question, because this was a self-inflicted injury. And it's great that Stanton. You know, taking accountability is is fine. You know, it's great. I I did like to see that, but a follow up question on then will, you know, next time will you not pose and just get into a jog right away? So well, there's this no follow up questions. We've been saying this for a couple of years now. There's never follow up questions. But but why? Because there are too many beat reporters who are all hoping to get that elusive sit down interview that's never going to fucking come. It's always going to go to Joe Buck. It's always going to be for the all-star game. It's always going to be for the playoff. Or Meredith. Yeah. For the yes. But like, yeah, you're not going to get like, yeah, you'll get a come. They want to be friends. And like, there is a social exchange there of like, you don't want, you know, for what we do for a living, you've got to be nice to your customers, but sometimes they're fucking pricks, you know, <laughs> like, and so you got to be nice to the players even though sometimes they're fucking pricks or they suck or whatever, because once one guy, when you get one guy to turn on you, the the rest of the clubhouse is going to talk to you. You know, like if you upset Stanton and you ask that question, I don't think he would be in the right to be upset. But if he's upset and he's just like fucking guys are getting on my case in the clubhouse. Great. Next time you go to ask judge a question, no comment. Yeah, I I guess that's such a broken system. But it's stupid. System. It's stupid. It shouldn't be like that. Someone should have the balls to step up and do it. They need like no one. Right. I mean, the only media dissenting voice on this team for the past couple of years, and I'm not talking about podcasters, not us, not John Boy, which like to a certain extent, it's been interesting to watch because he's got to toe a certain They're toe in the line big time. Yeah, and you know, it's not Hubs, it's not Tommy Smokes, it's fucking. Michael K on the Michael K show because he doesn't give a fuck. He'll say whatever is actually going on. Like he's a real one from the Bronx at the end of the day. And he's also so established and he's on the back nine probably Yeah. at this point that it's almost like he's in that. I don't even care anymore, but most people aren't secure enough in a position where they can be like that. I'd be really curious. Like what even Michael K's like game prep is like, does he do any like coming into a series? Cause like, he just says uh, it's like a wealth of experience at this point. I uh, dude, I'm sure it's all I'm sure it's all second nature. I'm sure he can do it. I'm sure he can do it sleepwalking. 
but yeah, would have loved a follow-up question. Even like you mentioned John Boy, like they when they had Boone on and Boone was like, Josh Donaldson's gonna have a big bounce back year. And they were just like, Okay, like I would have loved to hear, well, what based what, on what, what? What are you seeing that we're not seeing? But nobody nobody will do that. Uh, whatever. Yeah, it's not and they'll still charge fourteen dollars for a beer and we'll still go buy them. They were they were around seventeen on Saturday. Jesus Christ. Yes. Jesus Christ. It was uh it was insane. The Billy's beers went up from nine, now they're ten. So that's Yeah, inflation. Yeah. Thanks a yeah. lot, Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden called Billy's before the season and said, Crank it up. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. I'm trying to think. Yeah, what do you think we have? So it's what three in What's Minneapolis? On Seve? Oh, that's a good. He if I think he's gonna throw another bullpen in New York, then head to Florida for I guess simulated bullpens or live bullpens, and then he would go on a rehab assignment. I saw some fucking quote at some point during the week. Again, a lot of it's a blur when you're throwing up for days. Yeah. Um, where it was like him standing in front of the dugout in like you know workout clothes and i guess like he had thrown live batting practice you know or <laughs> a guy sitting in the box and they were like oh his fucking change up looks sick or something he's like oh like yeah my shit's nice and it's like no dude you fucking suck you're not putting on a uniform today you're not fucking playing you're making 15 million dollars to do fucking nothing it's cuz it's all about the pitching ninja oh my my shit's nice that's how they that's how they are. It's, it's like that whole – it's a part of this whole social media type thing. It's like, oh, did you see that spin? Like you see that horizontal break? It's like, well, you're not doing it in a game, dude. Yeah. Every time Luis Severino cashes a check, but they get paid on what? The 1st and 15th. I think I'm going to start calling the NYPD and reporting theft. <laughs> I'm going to start filing an official police report against Luis Severino for stealing. He really is. He really is. Him and Him and Hicks. Um, Hicks is done playing it. I mean, he's playing tonight because Minnesota is the only place that he plays well. If you like look at his, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, he's going to make Boston. a sick fucking play. He's going to hit a home run and a double off the wall. I think he had six home runs last year. And I want to say two of them were in Minnesota. It's just a weird thing that he has, but yeah, Wait, I mean, he it's, only he had six. Home, seven, I thought he had, I thought he had 30. I thought he was, <laughs> I thought it was 30, 30. Might DFA him soon. Like, he is not – this is his first game since, I think, April 17th or 18th. He's really not playing. Well, he's not, like – like, ability-wise, he has put himself in this position, right? But then attitude-wise, it's like, you know, in any job that you have, there are people who are struggling, people who go – you know, who are going through shit, people who just aren't bringing their A game every day for what they do. Whether they're a, uh, a lawyer – I hope it's a doctor. You got to bring your, your A game every day there and like flying planes. Those are 100% jobs, right? Just like being a cop. And um, – but like, you know, you work an office job, people don't have – and you want to pick them up because they're just like going through it. They're having a tough time, but they're going to figure it out. Dude, this guy has just got a shitty fucking attitude. He'll go out there. He'll go 0 for 4 tonight and then, like, say something, you know, and they'll be like, hey, it was a tough one out there. And he'll be like, yeah, well, you know, if maybe if they played me more, I could go 1 for 4. Or if I just – all he needs is three other 0 for 4 games, and then he can give you that 1 for 4. Yeah. <laughs> he will, and it becomes a question of when – I mean, look, the Diamondbacks, I think they – the small market Diamondbacks, I mean, they're a bottom 7 or 8 market in the MLB. They cut Madison Bumgarner last I want week. Him. Thirty-three million. Hicks is I, owed less. Let's. Why can't we just cut Hicks? I think uh, I I want when because no one's going to pick up Bumgardner. I want the Yankees to get him. Just take him for the minimum. Yeah, just take him for fucking because he's an arm and he's played before at a high level and like let's see what Matt Blake can do. My only negative against him is that one he may not because of the beard and yeah, he two. Won't he also at, in high school dated a girl named Madison Bumgardner. Are they married now? No, I think he married someone else. But he did. He he dated a girl with the same name as him. I can't think of an athlete that would fit in less in New York. Like I, he's so old fashioned. He um, like when he got married, he gave his father in law like a cow because like that's yeah. yeah, yeah. How, I like, believe one of his early boy. gifts to his now wife it was a bunny that he cut out of a snake. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like a snake ate a bunny. He killed the snake, cut it open, and like saved the bunny. Yeah, yeah, I don't. <laughs> he's from like a town in like North Carolina or somewhere where like everyone's named Bumgardner. But he yeah, did I don't think he even had Wi-Fi growing up. Oh, he probably doesn't have Wi-Fi now. He probably yeah. doesn't want it. That'd be a problem. He probably doesn't watch tape. Right, right. He thinks an iPad's a ghost. No, no shot. I mean, I it can't be any. I, although Clark Schmidt did pitch okay on Sunday, but at this point, with, with where our rotation is, I would I take. When you guys were five innings, I was just like, this. You can't let him face Vlad. No, you cannot no. let. Like that is just. And I'm all for as you get into the season and you're, you know, if, if things are, if let's say you're a playoff team and you've got to figure out like who are, who's going to be my fucking guys, you know, as we get into the playoffs, we're going to come to some tough times. So you get into June, July, you let Clark Schmidt face Vlad. When you are sitting there probably with your jaw on the ground and saying like, holy shit, we got through five innings. He didn't fucking give up 100 runs. You take the win there. And and get him out of there. Yeah, yeah. no, it's – so the rotation depth is – I legitimately don't know who would be the next guy, like if somebody else was to go down. Do you think if one of these five guys go down, they'll stop dicking around with Severino and Rodon or bring them back? Or do you think they're still going to be on these still absurd timelines? Still dicking. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ABD, always be dicking. <laughs> they're going to be dicking. That's them. And with Pitt, it seems like with starting pitchers, there's no there's no one-week or two-week injuries. Like, pitcher gets hurt, it's two months, It's it seems like. Yeah, there's not much like, hey, he's going to miss a start. No, never. Yeah. It's Cole always... with the hamstring maybe in 21. That's the only one I can think of. Never with an arm, like never with an it's elbow. It's never with an arm. Well, that's the thing is most of the time we're hearing it's an arm. You know, it's never it's never like, oh, tight back. I had a back spasm and then like put a heating pad on and was good to go. Like it's always up. Oh, then that started barking and it was mostly normal. Uh, Carlos, where are you? Who do you think if you had to put money? I, this is this is depressing. But who do you, who do you think comes back first? If you had to place a wager, Rodon or Seve? Seve. Really? Because they haven't said mid June yet for him. That's true. <laughs> He's the king. Seve is the setback king, though. If there's a there's yeah a setback, he'll find. But it. like Rodon is coming in. You know, like when you they say when you go to prison. You just got to find the biggest guy in the yard and fucking hit him so that people know not to fuck with you. That's what Rodon's doing. He's like, who's the most injured guy here? That's me now. I'll do a fucking forearm. I'll do a back. Like, he might pull a hamstring just to show fucking Stanton, like, what's up. Yeah, like, you know, ground ball to first baseman. He's running over to cover first in Somerset. You know, grabs, grabs yeah. a little bit, a little tight. <laughs> yeah, no, because – there is, you know, the science behind it all of like, oh, well, the arm, I don't think the arm and the back are necessarily related. But then, like, as you're trying to go through the back, you're overcompensating. All of a sudden, it's a quad. It's a hamstring. This could get bad real fast. Yeah, no, exactly. They, there's no more. They've used all the depth. When you have three of your five starters on the IL, there's no more. There's no more depth walking through that door. And again, I legitimately don't know. Who would be next if they had to? And that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I hate seeing Clark Schmidt start every fifth day. But, uh, you know, gun to my head, I, I can't think of a better option internally, I guess, right now. Well, depressing. guess who has a one nine three ERA? Who? Davey Garcia. <laughs> in what? Double A? Uh, he's in triple A, but he's not he's not even starting. He's not a starter anymore. He's not. He's just a reliever. Yeah. That's depressing. He He's got 14 innings in six starts in six games. No starts. You know who has a 0.0 ERA? All those guys on the fucking IL. Uh, Raldis Chapman. Dominant. Got a 0.5 whip. Zero ERA. He's got I meant to look him up today because I mm. came across. I saw like, uh, I don't know, someone posted on the fucking Bronx Pinstripes Facebook or something that they went to go see them play in the Angels. And he wouldn't come over like the kids were yelling and he wouldn't come over. Like, of course, he's going to come. But this guy is a career criminal. Yeah. You want him to see your kids? Yeah. This guy is a career criminal. Keep him as far away as possible. But he's back somehow back up to 104, striking out 17 per nine. It's just just something's up with these fucking radar guns. Something's up with the radar guns. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of like there was someone else who was throwing like 104, like. 
Chapman, you don't find that again. You tell me Chapman's still throwing 100, okay. I know he's hit 103, but you're going to tell me Aralis Chapman, bag of shit, is throwing 104 now? I mean, maybe that's just a motivation to get out of Kansas City. You find that extra that extra mile an hour or two just because it's like, I don't like barbecue. Looks great. No, but yeah, there was a guy on the Reds. I think it was Hunter Green, and they had him at like 105. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Like it? And know. like, yeah, like science is getting better of like, you know, how people are are adapting their bodies to be able to throw harder than ever before. The sun is right in my eyes. This is gonna be a battle for the last couple minutes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I don't know. Something's up with these radar guns. They are. Just like, it feels like it's a jump, like very quickly. It does, although Cole is still – it's weird. I feel like 2020 through last year, Cole, you'd regularly see him at like 99, and he's been pretty steady 96, 97, and, and better than ever. It's Yeah, like where's Cole's 103? Right, right. Yeah, no, can't answer that. He looks – again, the pitch clock – this pitch clock is really is really helping him. I, he's not overthinking – not overthinking anything. And again, we keep talking about it every week. How you see guys Rizzo clearly thriving under it. Judge doesn't mind it. Like you see the guys that can handle it and the guys that can't. Uh, Cole and Nestor are only two <laughs> healthy original starters left are uh, are thriving with it. I think like, yeah, taking that mental element of like questioning yourself and your decision out of it is I, I really like it, you know, and I know that we saw um Max Scherzer like calling his own pitch. Like a couple guys have like started calling their own pitches when they're not cheating. Um, like Max Scherzer to cheats. Um, but and I like that of just like keep the game moving. Don't think too much about it. You can't analyze every fucking pitch you're gonna throw or like overanalyze it. Go out there, trust your gut, and to a certain extent, like that eventually maybe makes you more predictable. But like for a little bit there, it makes you less predictable because you're spending, you know, you're spending less time thinking about what you're going to do. And like, you probably always come to the same conclusions if you overthink it. Whereas if you're just going out there and you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm feeling the fastball. It's just fastball, fastball, you know? And when your stuff is that good, also it, it helps like Cole, he doesn't need to overthink it. Just throw. Can you imagine if what happened to Scherzer would have happened to Cole, like the uproar, but, you know, it's Max. He's just a competitor. He's a bulldog. It's it's fine. If, if that was Cole, the Internet would have broke. I like, yeah, the the Internet would have broke. I do think the Scherzer thing is bullshit, if I'm being oh, honest. Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, do. <laughs> like, but again, it goes to another one of the, like, biggest issues in baseball right now is umpiring. If you have one guy who is only calling this, like, something is wrong. He's the only person to ever throw a player out for this. I think he was the guy that complained about the writing on Nestor's glove, too. I want to. It's Phil Cuzzy, right? Is the yeah. 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 So, like, this guy's a problem. Bring in the robots. Hey, just another another argument for robot umps. And, and again, like, it's very subjective. I don't know if you know David Cohn. I didn't watch it, but I just saw it on Twitter. He did, like, an experiment where he had rosin and I guess sweat and like rubbing alcohol. And he was showing how it, it can stick, but these umpires, there's no, there's, there's no uniform thing. It's just them going out and it's very subjective. Yeah. Like I, I think the umpires have not been given enough or like enough guidance because it is su like such a vague thing to do, but like, you can't be the only guy all the time. It was weird. Like, I don't know. It was weird when I heard him be like, yeah, no, I, I wash my hands with rubbing alcohol. And it's like, I don't know, just use fucking soap. <laughs> get some fucking soft soap from the A&P and just fucking get this done. Although it was I think it was very obvious. Dave Roberts used to manage Scherzer at, when he played for the Dodgers, probably knew that he could get him. It seemed very calculated. Like, I don't think this was just an accident. Yeah. I mean, that you know, that's part of the gamesmanship. Yeah. I just think like the. The league needs to figure something out. And if it is like every team has to get two of those machines that sprays the ball evenly with spider tack or whatever. And then like that's what it is. And if there's anything additional on your hands, then there you go. It's a violation. Last question for you. Do you think Cole is 
doing it and getting away with it and cheating or and hiding it well or do you think he's just a okay clean i think he's probably doing the same thing scherzer did yeah i think everybody's doing the same thing scherzer did and maybe scherzer took it to an extreme on that day due to the elements or whatever but like i don't know it's just fucking it's stupid it we just need less talk in the game of baseball about the umpires wow beautifully said it's very true you can follow Nick on Twitter at NKirbyNYY. You can follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Uh, like we said, Memorial Day, that Saturday against the Padres, the Bronx Pinstripes will have an event and have some tickets. I, as of right now, will not be there. Um, and if you're looking for a game on in June, on June 22nd, help out Testicular Cancer uh, Society and the New York Yankees to celebrate Men's Health Month. TCSociety.co backslash George's Box. Use code TCSNYY, a portion of every ticket sold, will benefit the Testicular Cancer Society. I'll probably tweet that out. If I don't uh, and you have a question, feel free to reach out, and I will not have an answer, but I'll send you that link. And, hey, if we don't see you at one of those, we'll see you at the parade.